Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the fellow KGB. Today it is Sunday. It's about uh, it's about noon right now. It's a good Memorial Day weekend going on, so we're gonna knock out the AFC South videos today. I hope you're all having a great uh, holiday weekend and hopefully a good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever you need. Uh, but we're gonna start with the Houston Texans, a team that I don't think we're gonna want to be reliant upon for fantasy football this year. Uh, we're going to start with the new head coach, David Culley. Uh, let me pull him up on his Wikipedia page, and I'll kind of tell you guys where he's been. Uh, he just came from Baltimore. He was their wide receivers coach there. Um, so he's 65 years old. He got his first uh, peek into the NFL back in 1994, 1995 with Tampa Bay. He's been with the Steelers, the Eagles, uh, the Eagles for a while here from 1999 to 2012. So wide receivers coach and a senior offensive assistant and wide receivers coach. He was with Kansas City for a handful of years, 2013 to 2016. He was the quarterbacks coach for Buffalo in 2017, 2018. And then he spent the last couple of seasons with the Baltimore Ravens, assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and passing game coordinator. So he's bringing a, a pretty, you know, offensive-minded skill set, wide receivers coach. He's got some offensive assistant. He's been an assistant head coach. Um, so this is just a veteran hire here that can hopefully stabilize some things for Houston. Bill O'Brien didn't really uh, put too much creativity into the offense. He actually let uh, Tim Kelly be the offensive coordinator for a while. So let me see how long Tim Kelly's been there. Tim Kelly's been, this, is, this will be his third uh, season being the offensive coordinator there. Um, so he that's, I guess, the good news is he's going to remain consistent. They have the same offense kind of in place. David Culley's probably just going to kind of tweak some things along the way. And then new defensive coordinator Lovey Smith is back in the NFL after spending that time with Illinois in the college ranks. Uh, but man, this whole organization right now, it's hard to figure out what they want to do with Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to talk much about Deshaun Watson's trouble right now. I am figuring that he's probably not going to play this year. So I think we need to look at the backups, Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Finley, Davis Mills, who they drafted in the third round. So before we get, I guess, too far into the depth chart, let's just take a peek and see uh, what happened in the draft class and who have they added this season. So, of course, they didn't have a first or a second round pick this year with all the moves that they have been making. Uh, but their first overall pick of the draft was uh, round three, pick three. They get the quarterback, Davis Mills, out of Stanford, who I actually liked. He was probably one of my favorite sleeper quarterbacks. He's still pretty raw, hasn't started too many games at the college level. Uh, but you're getting a really good project quarterback here who could be, I mean, if anything happens with Watson or, or who knows, uh, maybe Watson gets moved. Davis Mills could be their future starter. So this is a really good pick in the third round. They come back in the third round and get wide receiver Nico Collins out of Michigan, who I'm hearing really good things. Brandon Cooks had some really nice things to say him to say about him the other day. They also added tight end Brevin Jordan in the fifth round out of Miami. Really athletic tight end. Uh, he, he plays like a you know like the basketball style tight end. They go up and get it, kind of make those rebound type catches. And then they finished the draft with two defensive pieces, linebacker Garrett Wallow out of TCU and defensive tackle Roy Lopez out of Arizona. So not an overwhelming, you know, like awesome draft class, but Mills, Collins, and Brevin Jordan could be pieces that stick around with this team forever. So we'll be watching uh, these guys and how they uh, get integrated into the preseason. Now look at this notable additions list here. Uh, a lot of players that they added. Um, they, I mean, of course, they did lose some big ones. J.J. Watt, Will Fuller, and then Duke Johnson, who I don't think Duke has signed with anybody yet. I just don't think he's going back to Houston. Um, so J.J. Watt, Will Fuller are gone. And then look at this list of players that they added. Linebacker Kevin Pierre-Lewis, cornerback Terrence Mitchell, linebacker Jordan Jenkins, quarterback Tyrod Taylor. They did have Ryan Finley for a little bit, but I don't think he's there right now. Let me look up Ryan Finley real quick. 
yeah, he's a free agent. I thought he signed with the Texans, but maybe that fell through. Um, so we'll go back to here. Um, so we're going to cross off Ryan Finley. I think they they have Dr Jeff Driscoll now, so I'm going to update that. Uh, they got a couple of pieces on offense here. Uh, wide receiver Andre Roberts, Philip Lindsay, and Mark Ingram. Cornerback Tavier Thomas. Guard Justin McCray. Cornerback Desmond King. Linebacker Christian Kirksey. Wide receiver Chris Conley. So they added a ton of veteran players to this very young team. And uh, it, it, should be, it should be a nice overhaul in, in injecting some talent into the roster but we don't expect this team to win too many games maybe two or three at the most maybe four if we get a little crazy with the 17 game season so you see just a ton of additions uh, a handful of big losses with Watt and Fuller and then potentially not having Deshaun Watts in this season so what does this the, what does this depth chart look like here so, of course, we have Deshaun, Deshaun Watson kind of penciled in at the top, uh, but I'm expecting Tyrod Taylor to start maybe the majority of this season. Ryan Finley, uh, let me hit the update page on that because I think I did update that. Yep, so Jeff Driscoll is the number two, and then we'll see if Davis Mills can get in this season. The way I projected it, I think I gave Tyrod Taylor nine games, maybe Jeff Driscoll four or five, and then Mills probably the back four or five games as well. The running back room actually looks pretty good with David Johnson. And a veteran Mark Ingram, but Philip Lindsay there too. Um, so I still expect David Johnson to lead this backfield in touches. Uh, but he's going to be, you know, the the running, actual, the running attempts is going to be split between these guys. But I still think David Johnson's going to have the best wide receiver value. We do expect this team to be down in the majority of games that they're playing in this year. So I still kind of like, I know it's not a great fit, not a great team. But for fantasy, we're going to care about David Johnson getting uh, some PPR touches. So let me actually go, um, let's go look at the where he finished last year amongst running backs. Um, go to PPR. So last season, David Johnson finished as uh, running back 21. So I, that's a full season with Deshaun Watson. Now, he only played, played in 12 games. Uh, but when he did play in those games, he was averaging 15.1 fantasy points per game so let me see where he finished on a points per game basis so still running back 17 i mean he's got a chance to finish as a top 25 running back just on volume alone he caught 33 passes 314 yards and two touchdowns so he still has it there he did rush for 691 yards and six touchdowns so we'll see if the touchdowns are going to be there but i do expect the volume uh i mean 147 rushing attempts and 33 catches that's what that's 180 total touches so there should be some use for him in fantasy leagues as a running back three, maybe a flex. Uh, but Mark Ingram, not interested in drafting him. Philip Lindsay, maybe it, it would take an injury for David Johnson. But the point is, they have a nice, deep uh, running back stable here. They still have Buddy Howell, Scotty Phillips, and Dontrell Hilliard, who I think they snagged from Cleveland Browns. Uh, but I don't know how much we're going to want to use David Johnson. It depends if he falls you know, in the draft a little bit. I think he could be a, a fringe running back two, running back three. Uh, and then we're going to go look at the receivers here. You got Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb at the top. And then you got a bunch of guys here. Kiki Cutie, Nico Collins, who they drafted in the third round, Isaiah Coulter, uh, Chris Conley, who they got from Jacksonville, Andre Roberts, Chris Moore, uh, Alex Erickson from the Bengals, Dante Moncrief. And then they got some UDFAs, Marlon Williams and Damon Hazelton. So we got, uh, I mean, adding Chris Conley, Andre Roberts, Chris Moore, Alex Erickson, that's some nice veteran depth there for the receiving group to help these, uh, you know, Kiki Cutie, Nico Collins, and Coulter kind of just get used to what an, uh, a pro wide receiver looks like. 
I do think Nico Collins can be their number three right away. If they put him right into the Will Fuller kind of mold, he could be starting as soon as week one. Uh, but I put Cooks and Cobb on the starting list because they, they're going to be the top two receivers this season. I do think Brandon Cooks has some value. It just really depends, uh, I guess, is are we going to get a lot of Tyrod Taylor games? I would be a little bit nervous if we start to see a lot of uh, Jeff Driscoll or uh, Davis Mills. But the way it was last year, Brandon Cooks was wide receiver 17. That's a full season with, you know, Deshaun Watson. But if you if we just take a little bit of off that off of his numbers from last year, he still has a chance for a top 30 wide receivers, uh, top 30 wide receiver season. So I do think there's some value with him being a wide receiver three. It's not a great team, but again, we expect them to be down uh, pretty much in every game this season. And he should see a lot of volume. Um, so I like that. I mean, they do, they, they get Jacksonville a couple times a season uh, and we'll have to look at their schedule for some other winnable games. But I do think Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver three makes a little sense. Now, Randall Cobb's not being drafted like at all in any leagues that I've seen. Um, and I don't think he, he was, he was pretty much banged up from the get go last year. So you're taking a risk on a player here. Um, he was, uh, he played in 10 games last season, averaged 10 PPR points per game. Um, he had a couple nice double-digit games, looks like five double-digit games. So, I mean, if you're in a best ball league, maybe your last pick or something like that in the 20th round makes sense. He should be a, a Tyrod Taylor target, just get the ball out of your hands quick. So I'm still kind of holding on the light for Cobb. Uh, but I do think Nico Collins is a guy in dynasty drafts. I'm interested in him. He could be the future number one wide receiver here. A lot of nice things he put on tape in Michigan. And uh, again, just what he said, uh, what Brandon Cooks had been saying. If I go find that real quick, Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks. Um, he said he doesn't look like a rook to me. So he's he's been being a really smart teammate so far and here's the like the full quote how i feel about nico i mean this guy doesn't look like no rookie to me you talk about a guy who's out there that's coachable and able to pick things up pretty fast you love to see that from a young guy the guy's explosive natural hands i look forward to continuing to work with him and seeing him grow um so that's some really nice praise from brandon cooks we'll see if he can get on the field a lot right away as a rookie but again i'm interested in him maybe being the number three as soon as week one and potentially being their future number one wide receiver for a little bit. Uh, but as far as drafting these guys, again, I think Brandon Cooks is really the only guy that I think should be useful for wide receiver three purposes. And then we'll watch for Nico Collins in the dynasty drafts. And then the tight end room, you got Jordan Akins, Farrell Brown, Kahale Waring. There's Brevin Jordan from the fifth round. They added Ryan Izzo from New England, Paul Questenberry, and Anthony Claire from Tampa Bay, I think. Uh, but Jordan Akins was their leading tight end last season. Um, he was a little bit inconsistent, um, and he did have to split time with, uh, what was his name, Dan Darren Fells. Darren Fells was the number two tight end there. Um, but the way it was, Jordan Akins, was, he was 25 uh, last year. He only averaged 6.4 points per game. Uh, let me click on, on Jordan Akins. And now that Darren Fells is out of the picture, we could see him spike up a little bit. He did have a career-high 37 catches last season, uh, 403 yards and only one touchdown. But uh, if he starts getting more touchdown opportunities, he could be a pretty nice sneaky player. So he had 10 games of over double digits last season. He's an interesting, you know, uh, best ball late dart there for, for purposes um, as like your tight end two or three. We'll see what happens there. But we'll see. Uh I, again, I'm not really excited to draft Houston Texans on my team this year, but if you needed someone deep in a best ball league, I could see Jordan Akins. I could see Randall Cobb, Nico Collins. All guys, again, we talked about the, the Texans are going to have to throw the ball this year. 
and uh, some of these guys could benefit, you know, especially if there's injuries to Randall Cobb or Cooks or something that could push a guy into more of an expanded role. So let me just pull up my projections real quick for what I got Houston. Again, I already said I got Tyrod Taylor maybe playing nine games, Jeff Driscoll maybe five, and then maybe four or something for uh, Davis Mills. Or maybe it was eight, five, and four. Uh, but I still have David Johnson being the leading back here. Uh, 147 PPR points. I'm not sure that would have put him last season. Uh, but 125 carries, 535 yards, four touchdowns, 36 catches, 275 yards. I could probably actually boost those yards up a little bit. That's kind of below his average. Uh, but Brandon Cook's still a leading wide receiver. Cooks had a really nice year last year, 1,150 yards and six touchdowns. This season, I gave him 925 and five. Again, these are just preliminary numbers. That's where I'm starting from. They'll get tweaked as we see more things from camp. Jordan Akins, though, I gave him 40 catches, 445 yards and three touchdowns. That would be a career season in receptions, yards and touchdowns. So we'll watch for that. Uh, but yeah, there, there's not too much you guys want to be using for Houston this year. It's unfortunate. But uh, I don't know, brighter days could be ahead as they start getting their draft picks back. And uh, this program could get turned around. They have a couple guys that could stick around. Uh, again, we like the picks of Davis Mills. We like Nico Collins. Uh, we even kind of like Brevin Jordan maybe for the future. So there's a lot to watch here, but it's just not going to happen this season. So that's going to do it for the Houston Texans 2021 Fantasy Football Preview. If you guys want to check out the other videos I've got, I have... I've have the AFC East and the NFC East done. I have the NFC North and the AFC North done as well. Today we'll be knocking out the AFC South. So stay tuned for those videos. We'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks. Peace.